twilight of the gods nears. Brother will kill brother. Families will be sundered by murder. Four ages are afoot. An axe age, a sword age, where shields are cloven. A wind age, a wolf age, where the world falls. No one shall be spared. Welcome to Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion RPG podcast. Prepare for adventure. Down in the depths of the mountain, we dwarves spend our time forging powerful weapons, mining precious gems and metals, and feasting like kings. But after a day of digging for the next Arkenstone, this dwarf likes to come home to a package full of loot. Dungeon Crate is a monthly subscription box service forged specifically for RPG and tabletop gamers. Miniatures, dice, tokens, coins, maps, modules, terrain pieces, handcrafted items, RPG jewelry, and more are yours for only a few gold per month. You even get a digital crate along with a physical one as an added bonus. So are you brave enough to reward yourself with a Dungeon Crate? By Morden's beard, I hope so! DungeonCrate.com let the adventure begin! Hey guys, Jim here. Here's another NPC spotlight taking place while the group are ascending to becoming demigods. In an elevator with mirrored walls, a gentleman with short, cut blonde hair and strong facial features looks at his reflection, adjusting the tie that he's wearing. Slowly, he turns behind him. There's a beep on the elevator door, and he places a key from his keychain, turns it, and the elevator continues its travel to the 20th floor, a floor reserved only for one set group of clientele. After a few moments, the door opens. The gentleman walks in and instantly flashes a killer smile. Ahead of him, behind a receptionist's desk, is a beautiful redhead whose eyes instantly sparkle upon seeing the gentleman walk into the elevator. Mr. Leifson! Mr. Leifson! I'm glad you're here. Everything has been taken care of. She exuberantly stands up at her post, looking at this Mr. Leifson. Evie! Evie! His smile flashes between his lips and his eyes, and she seems to quiver at his reply. You know, I told you. Lucius. You can call me Lucius. It's only for when there's business associates around that you have to call me Mr. Leafson. So, Evie, my dear, has everyone arrived? And again, I would like to thank you for coming in early before the sun came up to greet the first of our guests. She exuberantly smiles back, eyes twinkling. Yes, Lucius. The uh, first contingent arrived before dawn, just as your instructions said, and the others arrived less than an hour ago. I made sure to have the meeting room exactly as you said, and everything was prepared. The projector is ready, and I also uh, was wondering, are you sure that you didn't want me to stay around? I mean, I'd gladly stay around for you when you finish. Lucius looks at her and smiles. He places a hand respectfully on her shoulder. Evie, my darling, you are the power that makes this place happen. If it wasn't for you... Hodmimus Holt Foundation would not be what it is today. 
And I am so thankful for everything you've done. Now, you know, with the, the weather as horrible as it's been, I, I would be remiss if I didn't know that you were home safe before the sun went down. And this meeting may go on for quite a while. Our, our guest's helicopter won't be arriving until sometime after the sun sets as well. And I would not want to have you stuck here all this time. But I promise, Evie, tomorrow night at our favorite restaurant, I'll have the tailor send you a new gown so that way you can wear something, something that would rival even your beautiful eyes. And she smiles deeply at him. Lucius, you do such a good job in taking care of all of us. And I'd like to thank you again for, for giving my mother a pass to the Leaf Brazer facility. It means so much to me knowing that she'll be safe if anything gets any worse with this weather. I've been so worried about her out there in the country. At least this way I know at the facility she'll be taken care of and th there'll be the staff to take care of her any needs. And of course, I'm, I'm glad that the Leaf facility has, has at least an extra spot for me. And Is that the one that you'll be going to? Lucius just smiles at her. Evie, my dear, I don't know which one of the facilities that I will be going to, but remember, at the Hodmimus Holt Foundation, it's not for us that we want to save humanity, but for humanity's sake, we want to save humanity. I'm sure things will be fine, and don't worry. I plan on being around a long, long time. Just please make sure you get home safe tonight, and don't worry. I'll lock up and turn off the lights tonight. Thank you again, my dear. Lucius, still smiling with his eyes ablaze with mischievousness, hits a combination on the conference doors, unlocking them with a sharp click. He throws his chin up, confidence in his swaggers. He pushes the doors open and stomps in there. Gentle Bings, gentle Bings, welcome to the ninth meeting of the Hodmimus Holt Foundation. So... My friends, compatriots, and those I've swindled into working this job. Tell me how things have been going. As Lucius's gaze spans the room, he sees a group of dwarves on one side of the table, a pair of very business-appropriate elves wearing very expensive suits, and a few other gentlemen that look like they might come out of an Italian mafia movie. So, how has Femble Winter been treating everyone? Staying warm? Keeping your loved ones safe? Locking your doors at night? So, I'm going to get to the point here. I need all of you to report on how the two facilities are coming along. I need to know for sure that both will be completed on schedule. I have done a lot to guarantee that this happens. I have done and sacrificed many things to make sure what I needed is available for this project. So, Gora, your dwarven workers, from what I heard the Leaf Brazer facility is running behind in progress, what's the problem? I've got you the Teamsters helping you on the above ground project. I've got plenty of botanists supplying plenty of ash trees for the actual conservatory above it. Why have your crew been running behind in the setup? Uh, what do you know? You're a child, Loki. You're a trickster and a liar. You know nothing, nothing of getting workers to work and the sweat on their brow and the blood in their knuckles and blisters. I've been pushing my boys to, to work harder and faster and dig into the earth. This, this leaf braids are bunker you're building. 
It's a fool's errand, I tell ya. A fool's errand. If even the king's facility in Fargo couldn't survive the, the Jotun Hammer, how do you think you can build a bunker that can survive Ragnarok? Let alone a pair of bunkers. You're a damn fool, Lucius. That may be seen. But do what you have been contracted to do, or there will be reparations. This project must be completed in the time that has been allotted. I will make sure to get the two bunkers ready. I know what's coming. I've seen what's going to hit when Ragnarok happens. The Acer have no chance against Surt's forces. I've seen his foundries. I've seen his cauldrons. I've seen his war machines. Nothing in the nine worlds can stop that. The world will burn. But I will make sure that humanity survives. Do whatever you have to. I can get the mob to give me more Teamsters. Leaf Brazer must be up to schedule with the Leaf facility. I need both of these bunkers ready. So, Alcide, how goes the preparation on the gene typing? Well, Lucius, you devious little demigod. I've actually type-matched all that we need to guarantee that between the two bunkers, having a population of only 10,000 would guarantee the human genome doesn't grow extra arms or legs or who knows what they might grow if there's too much inbreeding. There won't be any Appalachian accidents, if you know what I mean. So, as long as you make sure the folks on the lottery win that I have listed, we'll have a strong genome, guaranteeing the project succeeds, at least from a eugenics point of view. But, you know, Lucius, with you throwing in all these extra people that are untested and haven't been gene-typed, I can't guarantee anything. That and this 13th century story tale that you're basing this whole project on is kind of a farce, if you were to ask me. I could find a far better ways to do this. Thank you, Doctor. If anyone else needs your opinion, I'm sure we won't ask. Maybe you should go on TV and sell some more medication and see if that helps. The doctor sits down with a thump. So, my managers, how are you both going along with your projects? The two elves that look very similar but yet wear opposite color suits, one gray and the other white, look slightly uncomfortable with each other but smile nonetheless, all of a sudden practically turning on a sparkle that could be felt and seen across the room. Lucius, Lucius, my friend. The Leaf facility is going along amazingly. Ever since you promised that the Alfar that reside there would have amnesty and protection under your hospitality rules, the actual ash tree groves above the facility have grown immensely. It's almost like the ash grove wants to live above the bunker. So, things are going marvelous at my facility. Brother... How's Leaf Bracer going? The other elf equally sparkles, but seems to shirk for a second under the look of everyone at the table looking at him. <laughs> oh, silly brother. You forgot to give my friends credit for helping you. That they helped your ash grove grow so fast. Unfortunately, 
the only thing that's really helping is because the dwarves are falling behind in their project of getting the underground work done that my groves are having some issues growing currently due to, I believe, was it soil contamination? I, I'm currently having some of our group work on it, but it should be a, it should be catching up nicely. Lucius leaned thoughtfully across the table, his smile leaving his eyes, but at the same time his smiling grin turned more into a shark's look, or possibly a familiar wolf. You all far better maintain your promise. Your words will be held true. Since you've been cut off your realm, I alone will be able to help you survive the Ragnarok. I alone own the keys to the castle. If you fail, you will not survive the apocalypse. And if you don't fail, we all share in the hospitality that I have shared for everyone here at this table. Yes, as he glares at the doctor, I've based this on a 13th century story. Yes, I'm trying to trick fate with its own words. For as the story says, after the flames have abated, to repopulate the newly risen and fertile world, leaf and leaf bracer, life and the love of life, will repopulate humanity across this new world that will be born from Ragnarok. I'm seeing if fate can agree with my hypothesis and see by naming these bunkers after the two humans that will survive hidden in an ash tree. If I'm lucky, <laughs> and I always trust in my luck, things will work out nicely. If I'm not, well then we all burn together. So, dwarves, Dig out the bunkers. I want you deeper and faster than the timetable. I want you to actually cut short the timetable by two weeks. I need it done now. Elves, if you fail me, you will be replaced. I need the grove done. I need a ring of ash trees on top of each bunker. Just to guarantee that the words are true to the story. Doctor, I need you to give me those 10,000 people that you need in the bunker to, to make humanity survive the apocalypse. All of us here at the Hodmimus Holt Foundation are here to save the world that will be here to come. I want to make sure that my family survives. I'm sure you are equally dedicated to make sure that your people survive as well. Let's make sure we work together to make this happen. The Eddas say that two humans will survive the apocalypse. Leaf and Leaf Bracer will survive. By using those names, I'm tricking fate, and I know this is going to work if we all put in our effort. I have sacrificed personally too much, and I know that I'm willing to sacrifice all of you here if you don't make this happen. I will save humanity. I will save my loved ones, and I will save as much of you that I am allowed to. Don't make me have to sacrifice the few of you to save the rest. Now, show me the projections. I need to see what you predict the next level of the apocalypse will be. As a short video begins showing various catastrophes across the world. The ring of fire in the Pacific, a ring of volcanoes, have become active. One of the elves points to it, noting that it seems that there's fire giants coming out of one of the craters that is spewing molten lava. To the north, another clip shows 
a bailing winter wind blowing through Canada, freezing parts of the Northwest. As you can see, communities of giants setting up camp in Nova Scotia. Another clip to the south, somewhere in the Caribbean, shows a sea creature writhing in the water. Something like a shark mixed with an octopus, which one of the elves makes some snide remark about a show on television about a sharktopus, only to be glared at by Lucius. Then another clip showing Jersey Shore, half of the beach blasted with snow, the other half with writhing tides. And the boardwalk, Lucius asks what's, what's on about that as you see three giants picking up a crippled giant that, that stays at the beach and sheltering him back off to wherever they're hiding. To another surveillance clip showing Landvetta in Iceland doing various things. And finally, camera being carried by someone going to a facility surrounded by ice and snow. This facility looks very modern, very up-to-date as whoever's got the cameras walking up to the facility doors. They bang and ice and snow breaks off the, the, the steel doors and a video screen lights up. You can't hear what's being said since it's audio only on the satellite. And then all of a sudden the door opens. You can tell the camera is dropped as its perspective spins around backwards showing whoever was holding it in very thick arctic gear starts running from apparently whatever is opened the door and the gates. And then all of a sudden, there's a flash of movement, and then a spray of red that hits the camera. And then something large and gnarly stomps upon the camera, killing the feed. Lucius and the gathering begin their conversations in muted tones, flipping through itineraries, having an almost normal business-like meeting from a board of directors. Small things are covered, supplies, food, who will be running the greenhouse and the facility, who will be running the aquaponics, the hydroponics, the air filtration system? If only more divine abilities could be used in the facility to guarantee its use. Even mention of Landvetter being brought on board in the facilities is mentioned. But it may not happen. No idea is shot down. As you can see, they all genuinely want this project to succeed. This pair of bunkers that will host this pair of bunkers that will host humanity's last best hope at least from their point of view. For apparently Lucius doesn't believe there's any hope in just turtling and surviving the storm. As they go on discussing concepts and plans and possibilities, hypotheses, and even, even fairy tales that could help, all avenues are explored, ideas put on the, the teleprompter, concepts taken, even videos brought in of experts from far away. One goes so far as to even suggesting they come up with a separate plan including space stations and sea barges. No idea is actually shot down but actually supported and brought in. And then of course, there's one last voice. Hey boss, what about uh, those guys we met in Jersey? I mean, uh, are, 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 didn't you say they're trying to save the world? I mean, why don't we try supporting them for once instead of trying to set them back and you know, do things to them? Lucius just smiles at him. You know, you'd think I haven't, but I've actually helped them a lot along their travels. They just don't see it. And the important thing is that I don't have my babysitter around to see that I have helped them from time to time. Because after all, I'm playing too many sides off each other. 
just to make sure that my project wins. Because at least knowing what the enemy's doing, I know what they're doing, so I know what I can plan around. I just hope uh, having my fingers in too many pots doesn't get me burned. But if you want, what do you, what do you suggest? Well, look, boss, uh, like I told you, we got the uh, video footage going on with everywhere. I mean, why don't we check in and see what they're doing? I mean, maybe we could throw them a bone or something to help them out. You know, just one of those little, you know, dos ex machina things, you know, the, the god machine. <laughs> oh, the god machine. You mean fate? Because, you know, every time I've taken a step and I've tried to directly do something, fate snapped me back into my chair and kept me from acting. Just like the gods themselves are afraid of acting because they know fate will bind them in whatever action they take. But I will definitely take that under advisement because, you know, maybe we can help these heroes along. They've earned their chops. They've done what they can. Why not? How about this? Lucio, do me a favor. Set a case file. See what, the, see what these heroes are up to. Especially my sister. I'm really interested in that. And by the way, Doctor, did you send out the invite I asked you to? Yes, Lucius. Yes, I did. Everyone on your VIP list has been issued a, a pass. Even though I strictly must, for the record, I must state, I think it's foolish that you're inviting people past the breeding age into your bunker. Everyone has to do their part for the future of humanity. And about that other little side project, you would like to know that everything is good on that project. Just let us know as everyone stops. Ah! Gentlemen, sounds like the first helicopter's here. This has been a very lucrative meeting. Let's go ahead and call it adjourned. Everyone, doctor, tell me about that project later when we're alone. Until then, everyone, keep in contact. I want daily updates on the project. Make sure that the dwarves have done their job, and I will promise five extra slots in the bunker for motivational purposes if it's necessary. Just make sure to include any magical items that you can that would help improve the living conditions inside both bunkers. From now on, gentlemen, let's not refer to them as bunkers, but we'll call them the Earth Ships, because after all, they are going to be shipping us to the next evolution of mankind. I just hope what we find when we open those doors is worth, is worth walking into. Doctor, let me escort you to your helicopter since it has arrived. Slowly, the group stands up in respect with each other as they all nod and smile. Manila envelopes are passed around with information and dossiers. And Lucius proceeds to walk the doctor to the elevator. Evie, as they step out, has obviously left for the evening. Lucius gets into the elevator and punches in a combination to, and his key to take it to the roof. So, doctor, tell me what I needed to know. Well... As you can see, I've actually done tests. And you are correct about the divine ichor cannot be replicated in the lab. But there's other things that we can replicate. The things you have brought to the laboratory, I've done tests. 
and as as expected supernatural creatures cannot truly breed with humans but from what you were told if it is correct yes giants just like the gods can actually breed with humans and according to my case study Six out of ten chances can result in impregnation of a human mortal. So yes, according to your rumors, giants could indeed breed with humanity, much like the gods do. I'm not sure exactly what you'll do with that information, Lucius, but it is an interesting thought if you think about it. You could even have giants in your Earth ship. Or maybe some other concoction. The elevator dings at the roof. The doors open up with a snow-filled wind. Thank you, Doctor. I will take that under advisement. And uh, please be safe on your ride. And thank you again for begrudgingly going along with my requests on the VIP list. Some of these people are quite important to have in the bunker. As you say, sometimes... An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of something other. Just be careful, Lucius. Make sure it's not a pound of flesh later on. I'd hate for your plan to go awry because of inviting someone's family member. Until then, Lucius, take care of yourself. You look a little pale, like you should be getting some more rest. And, oh, also, that contagion you were asking about... I found no way to cure it except for the killing of the host. So if you have to deal with the contagion, I would definitely recommend being assertive and definitive in whatever action you take. Thank you, Doctor. I'll make sure uh, the agents that I'll be sending there will take care of it in the most expedient manner possible. And thank you again for keeping your facility so quiet and hushed-hushed. As the gentleman gets on the helicopter, Lucius pulls out his phone and just touching it, his wireless interface kicks on and you see text messages start shooting out lightning speed. Nonchalantly, he gets back in the elevator while holding the phone in his hand. His finger types in the combination and he puts the key in and you see his phone send out 25 emails in a moment. So, everything's going just as expected. Now, if only I could believe that that's true. Though I do wonder, how's my sister doing? As you see, his phone starts flipping through different pictures. To a loving picture taken of Trixie on a cruise ship having dinner with the captain. Till we meet again, sister. May you be safe and Fimbleventer not cool your heart. I'm still surprised those witches did what they did. Now, if only I could find out who hired them to, to summon the Jotun Hammer. Way ahead of schedule. And slowly, the elevator doors close. And we bring this spotlight to a close. Hi, this is Jim from Creative Plane Podcast Network, Ragnarok and Roll, and D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. 
First, I'd like to say thank you for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. And I just wanted to let you know that we're now on Patreon.com. It's a great site to help support us and keep us making more podcasts. And we can occasionally give you guys surprises if you're a patron. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com slash cppn. That's www.patreon.com cppn. And help us in any way you can. Thank you for listening. Hi, this is Jim. From Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion Hero to Ragnarok Podcast, and the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And I'd just like to say, thank you for listening, and may fate always be on your side.